You're listening to the Better Man Podcast, becoming life-giving men together. What's up, everybody? Adam Tarno here. Welcome to the Better Man Podcast. I'm joined in studio with Chris Harper. So, Chris, you just had an interesting experience, something that involves... I, I mean, I can't even imagine this. You you had to turn your cell phone off for four days? Yeah, man. Or set it down or do something with it. But tell me about this, because I'm very intrigued at what you learned four yes. days away. My gosh, so... Super intriguing, didn't know what to expect, but I went to an event with John Tyson, uh, the guy that wrote Intentional Father and is doing a forming men's thing, but got to spend some time with him, and I was challenged at the beginning of the the time away to uh, turn my cell phone off and, and essentially turn it in and just be free, be untethered for four days. Four. Four days. And it's crazy. Yeah. What went through your head when they, I mean, was this like from the stage or did he look at you in the eyes, look you in the eyes and go, Chris, this is what I want you to do? Yeah. So it was kind of uh, the challenge from the beginning, um, just just so you could really focus in and, and connect um, emotionally, physically, spiritually. So little, yeah, it's almost sad to say that I was nervous, you know, trepidatious, uh, the fear of missing something whether that's a call from your wife or whether that's uh, a score on ESPN. We're right in the middle of the playoffs and playoff hockey, like, devastating. Um, so, the, and, and, and there was a landline, like, there was ways to get connected in case there was an emergency. So you weren't just – we weren't on a desert island. But, but yeah, there was – I was shocked and disappointed by the level of anxiety I had. Uh, were you alone? Was it just you and John, or was this a group? No, it was a group. It was a group of men from across the country and um, specifically for uh, withdrawing, you know, uh, take some time away from the norms of life and, and to reconnect uh, spiritually, emotionally, physically with the Lord and, and to reconnect with one another. And it's one of those practices that, that I don't practice enough as a man, uh, as, a, as a husband, as a father, um, as an employee, you know, as a, as a ministry guy. I should be withdrawing more. You know, the Bible says that that Jesus withdrew. Uh, it says he actually withdrew often to his secret place, you know, which was the Mount of Olives. But um, so really just, just thought about that and processed it. Yeah, so what were, like, take me through the first couple of hours. What I would imagine is there's an excitement, and then it kind of hits you with maybe a lull, and then you got to hit this. You hit your stride eventually. Is that yeah. is that fair, or how, how did it go those first couple hours? Yeah, it's it's interesting because um, you're bored, right? You don't you you don't know what to do. So I'm standing in line waiting to check out, or I'm getting my oil changed, or whatever it is. Church, and there's something in church that's not really engaging. So my first response is to always grab my phone, look at my phone and be inundated with information. Um, and I didn't realize in doing that how I'd basically turned off my imagination. So here I am sitting at this retreat, and I have to think for once. Um, whether it's keeping myself entertained, whether it is um, contemplating the deeper things of life, whatever it is, but, but in the moment I was forced to think, and it kind of hit me like, I don't know the last time I just sat and thought. Um, uh, it was super convicting, man. 
were you guys, were you talking with other people while you were there and just going, hey, this is hard or what are you doing? Or was, was there also a lot of solitude at the actual retreat as well? Yeah, yeah. So a little bit of both. There was definitely some community and fellowship, but a lot of solitude, a lot of time for just for reflection and um, where have you been, where are you going, right? I remember, you know, one of my favorite comics is uh, The Peanuts, Charlie Brown. Um, Charles Schultz, man, what a genius, yeah. right? My man said, I never worry about tomorrow because it's already tomorrow in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> and one of my, uh, one of my favorite clips was uh, Charlie Brown came to Lucy's psychiatric booth where he would put the nickel in the jar and get advice. So he puts the nickel in the jar and he says, he said, Lucy, I need to know the meaning of life. And Lucy said, Chuck, life is like a cruise ship. Some people put their deck chair on the back of the ship so they can see where they've been. Some people put their deck chair on the front of the ship so they can see where they're going. You know, where's your chair? And he said, Lucy, I can't even get my chair open. <laughs> That's where I'm at. <laughs> so I'm sitting there at this at this thing with Tyson and I'm thinking, man, I don't even know if I can get my chair open. Like like just the just the practice of retreating, just the practice of of withdrawing. Um, isn't new to me, but it's when you don't practice it, you lose its importance, you lose its meaning, you lose its value. And I honestly don't know the last time I just got away uh, to think. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the, when we read it in the Gospels, we know it's there. But I don't know, is it one of those things that we see in Jesus's life that we just go, I don't, I, you know, I don't know how we do that. I mean, I've got kids at home. I'd, I'd love to go out to the woods for three days, uh, but I can't leave my family or, you know, there's all kinds of maybe excuses that we would tell ourselves to not go and withdraw maybe in the way that we see Jesus did. But that in some ways could be throwing the baby out with the bathwater, just going, well, because I can't go away to the wilderness, therefore I can't ever withdraw, which may be going a little too far, right? Because there, there's some things we can do here and now in today's modern life to still practice this principle. Mm, that's so good. And I think I think to some degree, as men, we already do. It's just not necessarily healthy, right? So there was a sociologist named Ray Oldenburg, I think was his name, um, and he coined this term third space. Yeah. So every man in his life has three spaces, right? He has his first space, which is his home. He has his second space, which is his work, and then he has the third space where he goes to withdraw. And more times than not, that third space can be unhealthy. Like I know a lot of men who do find time to withdraw. It's just into their basement to do something or watch something or look at something they probably shouldn't be doing. Or they withdraw to their garage where they work on cars or uh, they withdraw to the bar, right? Uh, I think of, um, this is going to show my age a little bit, but I think of the television show Cheers, mm -hmm. right, where Norm would walk into the bar and everybody would shout Norm, Norm right? It's yeah. the place that everybody knows your name. But what was interesting is Norm would sit at the bar and his wife Vera would call all the time wanting him to come home, and it was it was a bit. He would always tell the bartender, tell her I'm not here. Right, right. Right? And, and Norm's third space where he went to withdraw, you know, became kind of his first space. And uh, it became super unhealthy. So, so I'm sitting there thinking about, man, you know, maybe I don't retreat for three and four days of solitude, or like pull an Aaron Rodgers and go live in a hut and be quiet, you know, for three <laughs> Darkness days for three days or weird. however long. Yeah, you did. I don't, yeah, I'm not sure about that. But, but man, there are. I do have a, I do have a third space, and 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 what is that like? 
right? And 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 is it healthy? I think about um, you know Vince Young, the Tennessee Titan quarterback. Yeah. You know his his third space was the Cheesecake Factory. I mean, my guy went there the, every day. He spent five thousand dollars a week at the Cheesecake Factory. Like, <laughs> you got to try to do that. Yeah, I mean, it, is, it, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Or or even more serious, I think of like Carl Lentz, man. His his third space was a was a dog park that was famous for tender hookups, and 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 we kind of know what came from that, right? You know, and in a lot of ways, I think my third space sometimes is like the gym. Like like I'll spend more time at the gym, or I'll go retreat to the gym. And even though there's some value in that, like, what am I really doing, right? Yeah. So that was that was super convicting. And then take that and couple it with the fact that. Now we don't even have to leave home to go to a third space because we have alt reality. You know, I remember in college, again, I'm going to show my age, you know, The Sims video game. You remember that? I do. Like you could build a world and build a life. And I remember coming home, coming back to the dorm uh, one day from class, and my roommate is sitting in a T-shirt in his boxers. He's been on a three-day Sims binge, and he looks at me, and he says, I'm an astronaut. (laughs) You said, no, son, you're I not. I said, bro, you're not. You're in boxers and a T-shirt <laughs> right here. definitely not an astronaut. <laughs> and and we laugh, and it's funny, but my guy dropped out of school like two weeks later. You know, we There's this alt world where we can be a six-foot-four, well-groomed space cowboy when in reality we're a 19-year-old failing chemistry, right? So we... I wonder how many men, and like all these thoughts are racing through my my head a few weeks ago, like how many men are retreating, withdrawing to these alt worlds and these alt spaces, right? And and again, we're called to withdraw, yep. right? But but are we doing it in the way that Jesus shows us and the way that Jesus promotes? Yeah, it makes me think about where the, the video games are today. Uh, I just bought my boys one of those meta uh, Oculus... Quest things, the virtual reality things, and I'm. I mean, have you done that yet? Have you turned on? It is amazing. I mean, it is. It is so immersive that you're in there. We have this little golf game that has like a top golf on it, and so I was like, I want to go over there and do top golf. Next thing I know, Chris, I'm in a top golf bay with four other strangers. They all have their mics on, and I'm hearing their conversations at their home. And it's, it's like I was there. I mean, I, I was there just hitting these golf balls, and then I saw it was a competition, and so I, I dominated. But anyway, so uh, I won. I won twice. There was just no talking those. after that. Yeah, I didn't Shut talk. Them all up. I was, uh, yeah, you keep talking because I'm going to – see this driver? It's going right there, and That's I got it, all bro. my points. But anyway, yeah, so I, I like what you're saying here that these third places, we sometimes we don't have to leave home uh, to get those because of technology, and there's so many ways to disengage with those around us to be – present yet absent at the same time. So the call to withdrawal is not that. Don't just go bury your nose in the phone or get on the video game world or get you know buried in a, in a discovery show or Netflix or whatever it is. Uh, but we, we still want to be able to do this. And so how, how did, like, where, did you come to some, some conclusions on how we can do this in a more healthy way? Yeah, so I think I, I, I did. I think we have, to, um, we have to follow the model of Jesus. And as trite as that sounds and as Sunday school answer-ish as that sounds, um, I really do think that's the answer. Um, Jesus withdrew, uh, and he withdrew to a certain place, and he withdrew with a certain purpose. So as men, when we're, when we're thinking about, okay, I need a time of reflection, 
I need a time of resettling or reorientation. I think the place is important, and I think the purpose is important. So Jesus withdrew to a place where there were little distractions, and there wasn't a whole lot of room for sin. Okay, I, li- I haven't had that observation before. That's really important. Say more about that. Yeah, so... For example, if if your third place or your or the place you withdraw is a bar, that's probably not healthy, uh, because there's going to be a lot of distractions and there's going to be a lot of room for sin, right? And the whole point of withdrawing is to reconnect with God, and we can't reconnect or connect with God while we're in the process of sinning. Those two things are are are, are not compatible. So I think the first thing you have to look for: okay, is there a space in my life? Where, where one, I know it's safe, right? I'm not going to run to this space and face temptation. Um, that's huge. And, and, and if your basement where you have access to HBO Max and Netflix, if, if, if that is going to prove to be too tempting, then, then you probably shouldn't be spending a lot of your, your quiet time, withdrawal time, any time really in your basement alone. Right, so so I think the first thing we have to look for as men is okay. I know I need to reset. I know I need to reorient. Where can I go? And and again, I don't know. I don't necessarily know the the as as the listener what your temptations are, what your struggles are. But you know, like like no one has to tell you. You know what you struggle with. So so one, be wise in 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 choosing in choosing the space, bro. Like. Confession. I, I used, when I was overwhelmed, feeling anxious, grieved, bro, I loved going to the shopping mall. Um, like, had a routine. I typically uh, left with a uh, double doozy chocolate chip cookie from um, the cookie company and a new pair of Air Jordans. Like, like, and it was like balm for my soul. And I came to the realization, you know, is, and asking myself, is this healthy? Like, like I'm overwhelmed, so my first inclination is to go to the mall and spend money, and somehow that brings me relief. Um, like, it was not a great third place for me. And, I like, I'm a big people watcher, and, and you know, um, I love to – this is weird, but I love to, like, invent stories of people in my mind as they're coming through, right? And uh, But at the end of the day, it just was not super healthy. Yeah. Um, it was causing and obviously me, very distracting at a shopping mall with lots of people. And super distracting. Yeah. It was causing consumerism, right? And it's um, – I just had to stop going, right? And then the second thing I think we have to think about is, is man, what's the purpose, Right? So, so what's our purpose for, for getting away? Jesus had a very specific purpose, and that purpose was to, to withdraw so that he could get new strength for the day's work. Absolutely. I love what Spurgeon said. Spurgeon says, it was Jesus's habit to withdraw himself for private prayer, even in the busiest of times, and when he could occupy every minute with great advantage to the people. Thus, he gathered new strength from above for each day's work. And when there was the most to be done, he took the most time to pray. It is an evil economy that tries to take time for other things that should be spent in prayer, for the shortening of prayer will be the weakening of our power. Mm, that's powerful. That's it. I like man. that. I like that. So the new strength for each day's work, that's Spurgeon. That's is, it. Yeah, that you that's just that you quoted there. So the place in the purpose... Um, so and, and, yeah. and, and notice how counterintuitive that is, right? So the shortening of prayer will be the weakening of our power. When I think I need to be the most on is like when I most lock in, 
right? I got a big meeting coming up. I've got a big presentation coming up. I've got a big game coming up. Like I've got to hit it hard this week to prepare. Jesus is saying the opposite. No, no, no. You've got something big coming up. Stop. Withdraw. Like seek the Father. Ask the Father for guidance. Ask the Father for prayer. Ask the Father for help. Like that's got to be priority one. And then go get it. Yeah, or <laughs> even just starting to reframe that withdrawal as going, that is preparing. That's right. right? Oh, so it's so not, good. you know, it is, that is a step in preparation. Is uh, what I think about is my son that's, you know, starting to, my oldest starting to become a little bit more of a competitive golfer and the visualization before a golf shot. So he's not swinging anything, he's standing behind the ball and just looking at it. But it is a very important part of the process is to sit there for a moment and reflect and uh, on where do you want this shot to go. So in some ways, what we're saying, the withdrawing is almost like, uh, and I don't want to, I'm not trying to make this sound new agey, it's the visualization uh, technique in, in, in the golf shot where you are, you're just stopping down. That's part of it. That's, That's part it. of it. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it has to be a 72-hour no. you know, um, retreat to the woods. I love, I'm just, I'm finishing up um, Bono's uh, book, yeah. uh, 40... 40 songs, one story, or something like that. I don't know the title of the book, but but I'm I'm listening to it on auto tape. And he said, before every show, YouTube's habit was to withdraw in the moment. And they had this simple prayer, and the prayer was, um, Lord, make us useful. So it wasn't, you know, you think YouTube, you think rock band, we're getting ready to go perform in front of 100,000 people. Everybody gather up. It's shots of Jaeger. Like, let's get it on. Let's get loose. Let's get going. No, 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 no. It was to withdraw, hey, Lord, would you make us useful tonight as we're about to go out and do this thing? Yep. And I think, man, that's that's phenomenal. Spurgeon again. I, I don't know why I'm on a Spurgeon kick today. Spurgeon said, I've never prayed for an hour, but there's never been an hour that I haven't prayed. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, there may be some listening right now going, all right, listen, my attention span, that the thought of getting in a, like a dark room and not thinking about anything uh, can be, you know, I, no, I'm out uh, right away on doing that. And so I like that uh, that way to think about that. So if I think about place and purpose with both of those, I mean, I'm, I'm starting to go around my room or my in my house right now and thinking about my spots, uh, different seasons that I've been through where that third place or that withdrawal was, um, you know, just out walking the neighborhood, right? That that was, uh, it was a very analog process with no technology, and was able to just get out and, and do a lot of that stuff. Now I've got that room in my house where I can do that. Um, and so what, you know, now you come back from this four days, you're back here in the DFW area. What, what, like, how have you been applying this and where, what are you, what are you thinking through and, and how is this all playing out? Yeah. So one, um, I want to use my phone less, less screen time. Um, I know we had our friends from um, Arrow, uh, some months back on the podcast, if you if you haven't listened to that, go listen to it. Check out their device out. Just just Google Arrowbox A R O. Yeah, or go Arrow go A R O dot com. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Phenomenal. Um, I actually have one of those in my house now, where I'm trying to put my phone in it, and it tracks how much time I'm away from my phone. Um, so I'm one. I'm trying to be just just more intentional in home with the fam, but but me withdrawing personally. So I've 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 had some decent habits. Like I've got a spot in Montana that I get away to at least every two or three years. Okay. And I've been doing that for probably going on fifteen years now. Yeah. 
So I've been five, six, seven times. Uh, and that's probably more of a longer four to five, six day kind of out on a ranch. I've got some friends that own a ranch out there and, and, um, during the day we run chainsaws and we, 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 you know, log off the side of a mountain and yeah. at night we eat good and just sit out underneath the stars. Right. And it's super recalibrating, super reorienting, right. Prioritizing things. It's, it's just really good. So, so notice it doesn't have to be not doing anything. Yeah. Like this isn't all meditation in a yurt. Yep. you know, naked, like like we're not yes. not recommending that. <laughs> Playing the bongo drums. <laughs> that's and... right. That's right. So um, uh, probably probably having a healthy routine of that. You know, every year, two, three years, whatever you can you can afford time wise to do do that. But then I think more importantly, bro, it's it's what you just said. It's the daily. Yeah. Like, am I taking time daily to recenter? Whether that's a walk around my neighborhood. Whether it's a it's it's a jog in the morning, whether it's I've got a long commute and I'm just going to turn off the radio, set my phone on vibrate and just just connect. I think we have to build in those daily habits, uh, uh, just to reorient ourselves to the Lord. Yeah, I mean, again, we're not trying to prescribe a bunch of things because you're right; it's going to be so different for everybody, and uh, there's a lot that goes into trying to find this space and one that works. For you, some things that have been helpful for me: analog, like things that are analog. So going with a pen and a journal, oh, and, a, so and, a, and a book. I mean, little things like that are are the, uh, those are just things that I'm noticing in my routine that are helpful to keep those distractions. And then obviously, you know, the the sin piece uh, with finding a room in the house. I'm, it's not like being at the bar, but but something analog like that has been helpful for me rather than. It's like, well, I read my Bible on my phone, or I read books on my phone, or I listen to books. Well, maybe, maybe for these few minutes a day, you you just go old school, just go analog on something that may be helpful uh, to do that. And then I, I came across the idea recently from uh, it was in a book on attention span, and Gloria Mack was was quoting Albert Bandura in talking about personal agency, right? And this idea of personal agency, and there's four basic ways in which we exhibit this personal agency that we've got. And the fourth one was this idea of correction or reflection and correction, that that's one of the ways that we exhibit uh, our personal agency is that we willingly reflect and then we make some corrections. And that, that's what I like about the withdrawal. Uh, obviously, you're finding new strength and you're connecting with the Lord, but it is a season just to kind of do a little bit of, of reflection and some correction because uh, we get so busy and we get so many things going on that... We're implementing strategies, and we don't even know, are these strategies working? Like, how are my relationships right now? What do I have going on? Let me just reflect a little bit, and then if I need to make some tweaks to my life, it gives me an opportunity to do that. But those are not moments that just come out of the blue. Those are things you've got to do deliberately. You've got to do it deliberately. Adam, that is so good what you just said, bro. And it is, in my experience, it's the spiritual discipline that believers practice the least, the discipline of self-reflection. We're all we're all quick to, you know, to foster the discipline of prayer and scripture memorization and not neglecting the fellowship. But think about think about how intentional you are at at fostering and nurturing that discipline of self reflection. And and I'm not the one that said that. It was A. W. Tozer who said the discipline we practice the least is the discipline of self reflection. So he wrote. Um, he wrote a series of questions, self-reflecting questions that every day 
he set aside 10 or 15 minutes every day, he would ask himself these seven questions, and then he would answer them honestly in his mind, and that would gauge where he was with the Lord today. Yep. Right, and I've had these questions inside my Bible for 15 years. Yeah, you just like what the listeners can't see is you just reached in your backpack, grabbed your Bible, and took this out. So I can vouch. <laughs> I can vouch. Yeah. They are right there yeah. in the middle of your Bible. Just, just to show you all how how much Adam and I love to get together and spitball this. Yes, <laughs> so that's right. That, that is what's happening right now. <laughs> it is so good. It is so good. But I want to. Um, we'll link these. We'll link these in the show notes or somewhere. But. Um, Man, I want to read you these seven questions. They're super simple. And, and even, even if you've never um, thought about some time for self-reflection, I would encourage you, uh, if you're driving, obviously don't stop in the middle of traffic. Yeah. But, but if you could just stop for a minute or push pause on, on whatever for a minute, um, I'm going to read these questions. I want you to think about them, and I want you to just take two or three seconds, answer them honestly in your mind, and it's going to gauge where you are with the Lord. Question one, what do you want the most? In your life right now, what is it that you want the most? Question two, which kind of follows question one, what do you think about the most? What do you think about the most? Especially when when you have nothing else to think about, like where does your mind go? Uh, for most of us, we, we think about grabbing our phones and being inundated with useless information. Question three, how do you use your money? Like right now uh, in the season of life, where are you most directing your money? Question four, what do you do with your time? Any, any free time you have, um, any time away with you, that you have, like, like what are you doing with that time? Question five, what company do you enjoy? Meaning, uh, what type of people do you really enjoy hanging around with? It's not what's your favorite brand. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, it's not Nike. A super convicting question, man. I know a lot of believers that would prefer to run and hang with unbelievers and, and missing out on the sweetness of fellowship. Uh, question six, who do you admire? Uh, and And... Like I hope many of you just heard that, and like your inclination was Jesus, but like don't be real. Like, like, are you admiring Jesus right now, or is it you know someone you you've seen on TikTok or Instagram or a political figure or something of that nature? And then seven. This is the most convicting question. Like every time I read this, I'm I'm disappointed in myself. But it's 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 what do you laugh at? What is it that you find amusing? And can I just say? that I find a lot of stuff amusing that probably would break the heart of God. And, and, and those seven questions, he calls them the seven questions of self-reflection. Um, again, he would spend 10 to 15 minutes every day asking himself those questions. That's how he withdrew. That's rich. And that's yeah. how he would orient his heart every day. Yeah. Th- those are, you can't multitask those, right? This is not stuff that you can do. I mean, maybe... Maybe if you're um, out on the grill or on the smoker and you're just sitting out there, maybe there's some multitask. Maybe if you're driving, you can think about that stuff or out on a walk. But the, 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 the theme of what we're talking about here is, is retreating to that place for a purpose, and it just takes a little bit of time to think through this. Now, the person that's going to try this tonight or tomorrow, and it's going to be a horrible disaster— Okay, because their their brain is not used to this. They it's it's just going to be a big swing and miss. 
And they're going to be tempted to go, well, tried that. That didn't work. What do you guys got? I guess I'll wait for next week's episode to see what else they got for me. Okay. So talk, talk to that guy right now to just, and, and maybe even a little bit of what your experience was like over those four days. Does this get a little bit, I don't want to use the word easier, but does it, does it become more comfortable? Maybe that's the right yeah. way to say it. Yeah. So I would start by saying the mess that you find yourself in today, the fear that you're carrying, the anxiety that you're carrying, uh, the trouble that's all around you. Um, it took you months, if not years, to get into that position. So it's not going to alleviate itself in five minutes. But what will happen is if you consistently carve out five to ten minutes every day to recenter and reorient, you will see that over time, gradually, it does get better. It does get easier. So my encouragement to you is tonight, go to your back deck or your back porch, Grab five minutes, maybe think about these questions we just asked, and start to have a conversation with God as if he's sitting right there. Tell him your hang-ups, tell him your hurts, tell him your struggles, tell him what you don't know. Maybe ask him to show you what you need to know or should know. But just have a conversation with him until um, your you know, youngest hits your oldest with, with something and you got to go in and, and ride her <laughs> in right. your home or, or yeah. you know, your wife is calling at you to do the dishes or whatever it is, yeah. right? Um, my encouragement would be do that again tomorrow and the next day and the next day. And, and after two or three weeks, if you, if you really set out to do this, I think you'll start to see a, a, a big difference, not only uh, in your own life, but in the lives of those around you. I love it. Chris, fantastic stuff as always. Great to be with you. Man, you too, brother. See you next time. Hey there, we've got a free resource we want to give you before we go. We know that between work, family, and life, it can be really difficult to find and practice a good model for biblical masculinity. That's why we record these podcasts for you every week, and that's also why we put together this free resource called Five Ways to Be a Better Man. All you have to do is go to betterman.com, put in your email address, and you will be able to download this publication. You do not have to try to be a better man on your own. We are here to help you. So go to betterman.com, put in your email address, and download Five Ways to Be a Better Man right now. That's betterman.com.